So we're going to be talking today about the ECM Puristica, which no is way. a machine. Yeah, no. we are. Which is no. which is they've actually made. How long have we been talking about Ooh. about manufacturers not making the machine that we want, that we demand? I should we say as a customer? Uh, I think it was uh, two episodes ago. No, we've been demanding this for years, and they haven't been making it. And yeah. uh, and then I found out that actually ECM did make it, and there's a couple actually have made it. One's mm -hmm. um, you know, that have made something along the lines of what we're looking for, which is a machine dedicated for espresso. And today, we're going to talk about one of them. So there's a couple actually come out. Today, we're going to be talking about there's one of many, them. Many, like two. Three. But the, the price three. point seemed to be, yeah, there's sort of three-ish. Seven. No, there's only three. Ah. Um, I got but the price points, we don't know, actually know the price points of a couple. We don't know the price points, but they're probably going to be overpriced, as per usual. <laughs> well, I'll tell you in a bit. We'll, 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 we'll talk about what it is, um, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about price and what, what, what the Nets are saying. You know, they, there's a lot of gambling going on in, yes. uh, in back in boiler rooms about what the price is going to be. So before we start that, let me just uh, say thank you very much. We had a lot of new subscribers over the last, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, mm. We went around last week because Max screwed up his technology. Um, uh, but... <laughs> I didn't screw it up. It's just obsolete. <laughs> it's just, yeah. For some reason, technology that's 20 years old may not be ideally suited uh, for modern day podcasting. It's not 20. My so, life is from 2008. Perfectly respectable. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, so so uh, we didn't do one last week, but, we, uh, but we're doing it this week. What I would like, so in the last couple of weeks, we've had a, a lot of really great uh, people subscribed, some very nice people. You're not, I know you're nice because you subscribed. Only nice people subscribe to this channel. Uh, and so if you've subscribed, it basically puts you in the nice person camp. Well done. Gold star for you. And so thank you for that. Um, I would also like to remind everybody, especially the new subscribers, that we have a competition going on. It's actually not really it's a not competition. It's not a competition because... Well, there's a winner. Involved. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's nothing. You don't have to do anything, <laughs> which is the best kind of competition, right? Those are the ones that I like uh, <laughs> to, to win a, uh, to win sort of a giveaway, basically, to win this, which is the peak water filter. I thought you were going water. to lift a coffee machine or something. <laughs> I was going to, I actually, it's not heavy at all. <laughs> I, was just, I was expecting it to be heavy. I don't know. I can't remember. Ne nearly threw it uh, across, the, across the room. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> throw it up. So uh, the Peak Coffee Water Filter, which is something I've been using for uh, a year, I guess, or something since it first came out. It's a second hand. Not second hand. <laughs> I've got another one that I use. Okay. Uh, this is a brand new one. Um, and uh, it's really, so they're, they're not affiliated with us. This isn't like they're not sponsoring the show or anything like that. So I, I've basically been using this for about a year or so. Really liked it. Changed the way that I was enjoying my coffee because it, massively improved the flavor of the coffee versus just putting like Brita water filtered coffee uh, water in there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give one of those away. Um, we were supposed to be giving it away at the end of this month, but given the fact that I started a week late and we missed a week, <laughs> I'm going let's to be give, cheap. Let's wait for some more people to, to join. Yeah, I'm going to be cheap and then basically give it away at the end of the end of uh, September. So um, got time to sign up. Just go ahead over. There'll be some show notes uh, with a link. Just basically bartalks.net slash giveaway. So go to our giveaway page on the website um, and you can put your email address in there. When you put your email address in, you basically get entered into every giveaway that we give. So we don't spam you. We don't 
give your information or sell it or pass it on to any third parties at all. No one sees it. Um, it just lets you become part of the community and we get to give away usually a kilo of beans each month. Um, or sometimes a um, coffee filter. In water this filter. case, a water filter. Yeah, so, coffee which, filter. Is, which is fantastic. If you haven't had one there, fantastic. You do have to be in the UK, alas, um, because I'm not going to ship this around the world. Um, but if you're in the UK, definitely uh, give that a go. So a um, couple bits of news very quickly, Max, uh, and we'll jump yes. right into it. The first is, and this is going to be interesting. The mm. first is, I thought what I should actually do, and somebody, one of the one of the viewers um, was interested in one of the interviews that we did. He mm. put a note onto one of our YouTube things saying, "Hey, what, you know, where do I go to to see this interview you did with? Um, it was with one of the owners of uh, of Lilith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you go to our website." And I realized, you know, we never talk about the website. There <laughs> so, is a website. There is actually a, it's it actually quite a, it's quite a serious website. So we, we've got a, a website called bartalks.net where we talk, uh, literally post every single day about the coffee and cocoa industry. And we also do a lot of interviews and, and many of the interviews are on the YouTube channel. There's a separate YouTube channel to this on interviews. Um, some of them are, are done, um, are just done on, as blogs. So for example, we interviewed, we did a Q and a session with the founder, um, of, uh, of niche zero, the niche zero coffee grinder. Um, mm-hmm. so that people find that interesting. We did, uh, interview with Maro, uh, from the, the one of the owners and founders of the, uh, let it coffee, uh, machine company. Mm-hmm. If you go onto the video on my video, uh, YouTube channel, we've got interviews galore from people like, um, uh, uh Stefano della Pietra, who's the chief designer for Lamazocco. We've got interviews. Stefano. Hmm? Stefano. <laughs> no doubt. I really pissed him off during that interview calling him Stefano. Okay. Stefano sounds more Italian. Are no, you sure, Stefano. Stefano? Are you um, sure? Quite. Okay. All right. So we've got interviews with him. We've got interviews <laughs> with Josh Wilbur, who founded Steeped Coffee, which is like specialty coffee in a bag. We've got interviews with uh, the CEO, Michael Christman of Pharma Connect. If you don't know who they are, if you go and buy coffee in the supermarket and it's got like that, like orangutan on it, or there's a, there's a OMR code and you can scan it and see where it's come from. That's his technology. Um, interestingly, uh, and here's a little bit of an inside track, a little bit of a tip, uh, is that next week uh, I will be interviewing the CEO of Illy Cafe. Ooh. So, um, yeah, so we've been trying to set that up for quite a while. Uh, I will pronounce his name. I will hash it here because I've got to practice it. Massimilio Pogliani. No. But no. Oh, God. Oh, God. I better practice this. Does he, Ma- does he have my same name? Yeah, he has your name. Massimilio. Right. Is it Massimilio, right? No, it's Massimiliano. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> God, I hope he's not watching. <laughs> the interview was a cancel, Tanique. Massimiliano. Say it one more time. Massimiliano. Massimiliano. Okay, I'm going to practice that. Is there, a, is there an accepted short, short Max. abbreviation? Max. I'll ask if I can call him Max. He might say no, and then I'll ask after practice anyway. Uh, so we've got an interview with him talking about um, how, he, how, he's, how he's steered the company into being a B core. So if you know what a B core is, it's basically where you have two bottom lines to the business. You have the financial bottom line, and then you have like a, a social good bottom line. You actually measure your impact on, uh, on society and so forth. So it's going to be really interesting interview with him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had interviews with, what was done? We did the interviews with Atomo Coffee. Do you remember Atomo? Atomo. Atomo. Atomo? Yes. I'm still so, waiting for the, for the free coffee from them. For the, for the, uh, <laughs> the free not coffee. The, the not coffee. So these waiting. guys are scientists that, that invented a way to make coffee without coffee um, out in, I think they're out in Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. This is really interesting. And as a complete coincidence, next week I've also got another interview with uh, founders of an interesting company. It's, it's adjunctly related to coffee. This is on the cocoa side. These guys are recreating cocoa in the same way Atomo recreated coffee. They're recreating cocoa for chocolate with material science. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The founder, like chocolate. the founder, well, I don't know, we'll find out next week. The founder uh, it used to be, I think, the chief scientist for Atomo. So, and her and her brother have now got a startup in Germany and they're doing the same thing for cocoa. So, we've got lots of great stuff on there. Go out and check it out if you haven't done already. Sorry, I've spoken too long on it. Didn't mean to take that much time, but we haven't ever spoken about it before. So I deserve it. Yeah. But enough of blowing our own trumpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah can, okay. Enough of that. So this ECM machine, Max. Yes. What do you so, think of it? I, I, I'm confused, actually, because, wow. yeah, I'm actually quite com- confused. I don't get it. Uh, it is an interesting concept. Uh, so what it is, is uh, the ECM Puristica that doesn't have a steam one, which, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good concept, but it's got an E61 group head, or at least what it looks like an E61 group head, which I don't understand. Because why would you have an E61 group head that, that is heated up with uh, a thermosiphoning system? when you don't have a, a, a steam wand, which is, you don't have a steam wand because you have to have a boiler to, to make milk, to, to froth milk, is actually the, the, the steam comes from the thermosiphon and it's just, uh, it's just a byproduct of, of the boiler. It's not that you build the steam wand and it deducts from your coffee machine. It doesn't. So I don't understand that. So if it's uh, if you have a boiler, why don't you tap the steam off the boiler? That that does that's, that's it's not a problem. I actually have an answer to that, but I'll let you continue. Okay. Um, and if if you don't have a boiler, why do you put a, an E61 group head? There is a better way of actually transferring the heat to um, to your portafilter and to your coffee which is a saturated group head, which is a gadget system, somehow, something similar, or a big lump of metal that you heat up and you have um, a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're waving your finger around. I'm playing spiral. Uh, yeah, you, you, have, um, um, you have a saturated spiral, group head. A, a, a... Yeah, you have a group. Let's say you have a big lump of metal, like in an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they already have something like that, Nespresso. Um, you have a coil. Coil, that was the Oh, word. like a thermocoil. Yeah, you have a like thermocoil. The, like the thing we do, like Breville. Yeah. You have a thermocoil mounted on top of, of your portafilter. I mean, on the portafilter holder. And, uh, but that's it. You heat up the water as it goes down. Done, sorted. And that, that's electronically regulated. It probably doesn't look as snazzy, but... Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure it's pretty. I, I, my understanding is that the thermal stability of those thermal coils is not as good as, um, you know, like a saturated group head. That's always, otherwise, frankly, you know, everybody would be doing it, I would have thought. I don't know. Yeah. So listen, the reason why, and this is, ECM is a German company. Mm -hmm. um, they're very well known for good quality, German engineered, nice machines, solid last a lifetime, you know, yep. um, that kind of stuff. Um, I have it on uh, good authority, mm -hmm. which I'm just making up as I go along. Uh, that what happened actually was uh, they were planning to build this machine and then uh, somebody walked into the warehouse and it was like, oh my God, uh, they found all these boxes of, uh, of E61 group heads that they forgot about. And they've got this big mountain of group heads and they're like, what can we do? Uh, and they're like, you know what, we'll stick it on, we'll, we'll just whack it on this thing uh, and we'll, we'll sell it as a new machine. That's probably, almost certainly, I can almost guarantee that's what happened. Um, or alternatively, uh, to that, you know, very plausible theory, mm -hmm. um, there is another possibility, which is that simply they understand E61 group heads. They've got all the tooling, the equipment, um, the everything else, and probably the parts. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, that means they can reuse the parts. Now, thinking about it from a marketing point of view, mm -hmm. they don't know how many of these things they're going to sell because this isn't this isn't really. A, a a market where they can predict sales because it's there, there is new territory. There's not that many people doing it. Mm -hmm. So if I was uh, a business leader thinking to myself, I want to try this new thing. Do I want to make a new line, buy in newer parts, new tooling, train new people up, all the rest of it, and then sell a small mm -hmm. quantity of them? I don't. What I'll do is I'll sell this machine first like this, with tried and trusted, you know, basically using the, the least amount of investment as possible. Mm -hmm. If it goes well, okay, then maybe I'll think about investing in, a, in the next generation. But I think this is them feeling out how big the market would be for a dedicated espresso machine. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting what you say, because I hadn't actually thought about that, you know, why. And in fact, well, they, they say they actually say it's a single boiler coffee machine. They don't explain yeah. how how it's heated. So single boiler coffee machine. The first thing that comes to my mind is heat exchanger. It's not a heat exchanger. I'm pretty sure it's not. So it's not a heat exchanger. So it's a single boiler. What mm -hmm. does it? How does it heat the group head? Is it electronically heated? Because they actually have a coffee machine in their line that uh, has a a single boiler or dual boiler, they used to have something that um, had an E61 group head looking like, but it was electronically heated. I didn't know that. Which one was that? I don't know if it was ECM or um, another one that was doing one of those shiny boxes. Hmm. Rocket, maybe? Could have been? I don't know. It doesn't sound like Rocket, though. Rocket no. that would make something proper. It, it, it was um, an entry level, and... Um, it's it's fine. I understand the point behind it, but if you have an electronically heated group E sixty one group head, why would you want an E sixty one group head electronically heated? Because so you can lie to your friends when they, when they come over and say, good. "Oh yeah, look, it I've looks got it's got that classic look for sure." Yes, but other than that, it's actually more complicated to modify an E sixty one group head to heat it electronically instead of having something. 
different. Yeah, no, I totally, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, uh, well, one of the machines we're going to talk about next week is a bit of a teaser. Um, is not doing. It's not doing. Nova that. Simonelli, the Oscar, the new Oscar. Oh God! All right. Yeah. No, I it's not that one. It. I want one. It's not that. It's not that one. Oh, oh well, we're, we're, I want to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Oscar in, 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 a, in a minute. No, it's not that one I'm talking about. It's something else, as you know. But um, then we can talk about the Oscar cinema in a little bit. But just going back to the ECM, yeah, uh, it was fascinating uh, reading people who were sort of talking on the, on the boards about it, and they were saying, um, oh, it's the perfect machine if they only added a steam wand. It's like, oh, come on, guys, you missed the one. If they just added a steam wand and, uh, and, uh, and you know, an, an, a hot water dispenser, it'd be the perfect machine. But like, no, that would be the same machine that they're, that they're already selling. You're missing the point. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, they've actually done something slightly different. So they have an expansion valve and the expansion valve um, knob, the adjust, know, yeah, you've got adjusting the best bit. is actually outside on the coffee machine, which is actually something very clever to do. It's really Although, cool looking too. It, yes and no. Two things. I think that if you have an E61 group head, there is a better solution. There is, there is actually, you can do flow profiling. If it's a real E61 group head, that's my teaser because it probably isn't. Um, it has a vibrational pump, but you can always, you know, add um, a needle valve on top of the machine, on top of the group head, and then you, you regulate the flow instead of regulating the pressure which gives you the same effect. And one of the things actually that is um, quite interesting of the, of the guy, oh, there you go, of the video. So, yeah, so I'm just going to share the, the screen a little says, bit for those that are watching as opposed to listening. Yes. Um, that's the machine we're talking about. And the knob uh, that you're referring to is the one, the little circular thing, the top right hand yep. of this very small footprint machine. You'll see it says there, expansion valve. Yes, it's valvola espansione. Oh, okay. And I think this is, I don't know, I, I think I'm, I might be wrong, but I have, I have a feeling that this is the fake, um, the pretend E61 group head. Because I think it's missing a, a knob at the top. It's, it's missing a bolt at the top. Oh, okay. That'll be very interesting to know. Look, here, but, here's the deal. People are sort of probably asking themselves, I'll call and say, when's ECM coming out with this? Um, there's a few more things we want to talk about it, but they actually announced this in 2019 with the intention to ship it mid 2020. Yeah, of course we all know what happened, so you know that didn't happen. But my question is, what what now, right? So we yeah. haven't heard anything new from them. I don't know if this machine is going to be launched this year or not. Um, I would hope that it is. There's still a few people talking about it. Um, yeah. They had a few niggles to work out, but um, I would expect this is actually the perfect time if ECM can launch it, to launch it, because there's loads of people who are still working from home who mm -hmm. want to buy and invest into a machine and who would probably see something like this as, as, a, really, as a really great option. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm nitpicking here. I am nitpicking. Really, Max? Is someone like you? Hey, I know, right? <laughs> but um, so I, from my perspective, I don't understand the point of, doing a single boiler with an E61 group head. But putting that aside, it's got a lot of good ideas. So you have the, you have the, pressure, uh, the pressure gauge right where you see it. So it's at the top on the left. 
Yeah. And then you have the expansion valve on the on the right hand side, so you can yeah. actually play with the with the pressure. However, in their video, in the introduction video, the guy that uh, that introduces it mm -hmm. says, "Yeah, you can play with the pressure, but you normally don't do it very much." I have a feeling that it's not as robust. Well, I think it's not repeatable. So that the point is, well, you can probably playful. do it repeatable. I mean, by hand, you you just. But I'm design. saying it's not it's not electronically controlled, yes. and therefore you've got to remember exactly where you turn the knob at what time, and yeah. and the rest of it. So in that respect, it's not really repeatable, um, yeah. because it's it's dependent upon our human abilities, which means it's you know in my case it's doomed to fail. But uh, what a lot of fun! What a lot of fun! You got the dial on the left. So you're making your coffee and you're thinking, oh, you know, I'll start off with a bit of low pressure mm -hmm. and then I'm going to ramp it up. And as you twiddle the knob to the right, the pressure ramps up and you can see the needle immediately respond. And then you get it to where you want it to be at nine bars or whatever you're doing. And then you mm -hmm. think, oh, I'm going to tail it off a little bit. So you start to tail it off. Um, and obviously, then you can start to play around also with extraction times. I think, it's a, I think this is a playful machine. It uh, is, definitely. I, I agree with you on that. It's um, I think I have I had the feeling for some reason that uh, they were stressing on details that are not so important. For example, they made a big fuss about oh you have a, an external uh, tank that you can put uh, wherever you like on the left or on the right or on, or behind. Who cares? Ah, uh, you know what? Now you hit upon the thing, the one thing that I really didn't like about it, and I have to say that this was a pre-production unit. And they did say that this was going to look different, but um, I hate those tubes coming out the top. Just hate that them. is probably just because it's a, it's a pre-production unit. I really hope so. Them up. But the, the fact that you can put the, 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 the water tank on the left or on the right, seriously, is that something that yeah, something a lot of people talking like. About. Believe it or not, it's something a lot of people like, and I'll tell you why. And you know where you've but, seen it before? It's on the Lelet Bianca. Yes, and I, I, I get it. I get it, but there is a ton of other stuff to talk about of this machine instead of saying, oh, you, this is very useful. You can put it on the left or on the right. Yes. Well, I think what I they try to that. do here in defense of them, um, and I want to be in defense of them because I actually like this machine. What they seem to have done is looked at a lot of other, what other companies have done mm -hmm. and said, you know what? I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy it. Fair yeah. enough. If you take the drip tray open, inside, you've got your blanking plate underneath mm -hmm. the drip tray. Yeah. Where have we seen that before? <coughs> Breville, <coughs> Sage. Um, yeah, we've seen yeah. that before. Other people have done that mm -hmm. and it makes complete sense. So Absolutely. Copy Absolutely. I think the same thing's true with a water tank. Uh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I get it. It's just that, for example, there is the expansion valve that you can play with. It's actually within reach. They decided to do that. That is something disruptive. It's something new. Yeah. That, you can talk about it for five minutes. Um, it's a PID machine. Yeah, it's with a, a shot, with a shot timer. It's shot got everything timer. right so there, it, and these it, things work beautifully. I've seen it them. Tells you, it tells great. you everything. So you can see this, this stuff. You stress on that feature. Um, it's got uh, the, the, the E61 twiddly knob uh, thing. Pre-infusion? The pre-infusion thing, which... Yeah, the lever, yeah. I want to understand, actually. Is that really doing pre-infusion? I don't think so. Because... Not in this case, because it's not it's not plumbed in. Exactly. So don't you... think you can plumb it in. It's a vibration pump machine. Yeah, so it's exactly. not a rotary pump. It's a vibration pump. 
And um, so there isn't really any sort of residual pressure no. that would allow it, you to do a pre-infusion. So I don't really see the point of that. But mm. you have that. Um, why would you stress over putting the the, the 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 water tank on the left or on the right? I mean, You're still going on about the water tank? Yes. Well, because, I got upset about because, it. Okay, because, you know, first of all, some people will say, I've got very limited space to the left and to the right. I'll slot it in here. It'll fit in perfectly. Other people will say, do you know what? Um, I, I, I don't like how much that sticks out. I've got space on my counter. I'll put the tank off to the right or whatever, and mm -hmm. they'll push it right up against the back of the wall. It gives people flexibility. What's wrong with that? No, that's absolutely fine. It's just, I don't get it. But anyway... <laughs> Well, there's nothing that, that is not I think something just, that I would let's say I, it's not something I would uh, you know make a big fuss about. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, it's a single boiler. Tell me how is a single boiler? Tell me what how how does it heat the water up? Well, I expect they probably will when they launch it. I mean, this is a pre-launch, you know. Yes. So they probably will when they launch it. You just have to wait until then. Something else um that there's a little feature on here which i quite like which i know you'll like as well mm -hmm. is that the the colors that the the wrap for the audio listeners the wrap that's going around the top of this, this is a very small footprint machine yes i would say it's the size it's hard to tell but it's sort of it's very it's kind of slimish um it's sort Probably of the size of a gaggio maybe a little bit smaller it, it looks I think, I think it's a bit taller no, I think it's actually smaller than that. I think it's okay. more, uh, it reminds me a little bit of the, probably of the Gage Espresso. I don't, I don't know okay. if you know what I mean. The, no. the plasticky ones, oh, okay. the older ones. Um, so it's, it's tiny. So it's got a very small footprint and it doesn't have actually anywhere to heat up the cups. As you can see from here, the, the cups are sitting on top. The cups are sitting on top. I mean, I don't think that that's, going to be hot there's no heat little holes coming through that um, i don't think that's going to be hot at all it should be warmer well just because uh, it's in proximity but i don't think it's yes. actually going to be a cup warmer per se no it's going to be like in the gadja yeah which hopeless. is pretty <laughs> hopeless let's be honest um so but that that wrap going around it which basically looks like a u shape starting mm -hmm. from the bottom going around the top with smooth curves on the top and then wrapping all the way around down the other side um, that color is in this picture we're showing is black, but you can get them, I think, in three or four different colors. Yeah, um, they, they actually, uh, they were saying that they haven't decided yet yeah. on the colors. And I think it might be only one color or maybe a few colors. It would be cool. At least it's not a shiny box. Well, it's shiny at the front. It's shiny um, at the front. It's not shiny everywhere. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. We, we just mentioned Gagia there. I have yes. to say, this to me, I won't say it's a shot across the bowels, actually, because I think it's 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 kind of it's it's a different market, but but it's not that much of a different market. There's a lot of people. I I, I think let's talk about price and let's talk about what this means, in my opinion, for Gaggia. Um, yeah. Price-wise, people are estimating. Most people think it's going to be somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred euros. I think it's it's. Some people are saying, "Oh no, it should be you know eight hundred euros or something." I think it I might think be a little so. less because uh, a thousand between a thousand and fifteen hundred, there is already uh, one machine from from their range. The Classica. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's got to be around a thousand euros. This, Probably it's going to float around that that price. Uh, yeah, which is more expensive than than a classic. However, 
And it is. But but listen to this, okay? Listen to this. You've got a machine with uh, soft pre-infusion, which mm -hmm. okay, let's let's bear in mind. Okay, I know it's not the best pre-infusion, but it's never this pre-infusion. You've yep. got a professional uh, fifty-eight mil portafilter like they do. You've got mm -hmm. a small form factor. I think it looks a lot nicer, a lot more modern. You've got a you've got and you've got that expansion valve. You know, you can you play around that. with with profiling. I mean, I think that's and a machine that frankly looks a lot more professional it's going to keep its looks better it's it's a solid machine it's solid stainless steel uh mm -hmm. frame um i think as far as gaggio is concerned this is is when, when i see this if i was to put this next to a gaggio classic pro i would say that classic pro looks out of date it looks old it needs to be updated and i think if gaggio doesn't get off their butt and actually do something to mm -hmm. to introduce and i would introduce a new one i wouldn't replace the gaggio classic i would introduce a new machine that is a modern take on the classic pro that addresses um i think some of their i won't say design failures but just they just need a massive overhaul like facelift on on their equipment um, yeah they're getting a bit old the the thing is from their perspective what they have is um they have a, a machine that can that can do both because if i was in gadget i would actually add uh, a pid a pid available oh 100 has to be yeah you put a pid that's easy to program like they did in ranchilio at the end of the day i mean the, the ranchilio silvia the new one despite the fact that it's complicated to operate because they decided to go for the two button PID, it's a horrible horrible control. but that is a winner i mean I am really impressed by that machine. It looks really, really interesting. The one, uh, the, the one that is, I think, lagging behind is, is the Gadja at this point. Totally. And um, they have, they're doing a bit, a bit of both because they're doing both the steam and the coffee. And the coffee is great. Steam is a bit asthmatic. So mm. I don't know if there is a better way of having steam or producing steam faster, fast-ish, instead of using their own, um, the, the, the same boiler that makes coffee. But no, they can invent something. Look, I think there's a lot of different options. You take a look at the fact that Breville uses a thermocoil. How important is, is, is heat stability in steaming milk? maybe, and I literally just thought of this right now, so it's got to be a mm. bad idea, but I'm just thinking, why don't you have, if, why don't you have a saturated group head like they've got for the espresso and a thermocoil for, for the steam milk? I don't know. Is that going to make it too expensive? It, if you make it like that, you might as well do um, a dual boiler. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, that's not our problem. Our problem no, is no, to criticize. That's it, our exactly. job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, their, it's their job to fix the problems. But for example, this, this machine here, this, this ECM, would you buy it? Yeah, I would. No, I wouldn't buy it now because I've got a rocket, um, uh, which is I mean, doing a great job. That. But I tell you right now, if I was coming into the market, if mm -hmm. I still had my Classic Pro, I would buy this machine. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. I'd be very happy with it, I'm sure. Mm. Um, on the other hand, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, because it's not pink and plastic. Or <laughs> you want something no, with wings um, on it. No, for, for me, is um, they've, they've removed some things. But they haven't given it uh, anything on top. They haven't given me anything. So 
well, apart from a- apart from the the flexibility of the movable water tank, the pr- pressure profiling, um, the convenience of keeping your accessories under the uh, under the drip tray. What what else do they need? I tell you what they would have. What I would have liked would be to plumb it in and get proper pre- pre- um, pre infusion. That that would have been the one thing I would have mm-hmm. liked to have had. That it's, it's sort to of plumb missing. it in, you have to go for a, a, a rotary for a, pump. A rotary pump, which would put another 300 pounds on top of it. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. not something that's easily done and adds more complication. And it's big. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, hasn't there, just as a question, and we'll wrap it up in a second, but is yes. this a question? Isn't there um, a technology where you can use vibration pumps and still have a way to, to, to bring water in from a, a, a main system? I'm pretty sure I saw a machine doing that. No, I don't think so. Because hmm. uh, the, um, the vibrational pump is, is um, uh, what is called a diaphragm pump. So you have um, um, a diaphragm that is uh, like a drum. Think of a drum. Mm-hmm. It gets full of water, and then you have a piston that pushes it. All right. And then when it goes back, it, it sucks fills, the next- it fills again and then pushes again. Right. So it goes like... Well, that makes an awful lot of sense as to why it makes that sound. But my question, I think, was was more on the lines of you have that pump for the the espresso, but is there not a, a separate way that they could they could um, they could draw water in to do the pre infusion, like almost like a second pump, a dedicated pumpy thing, bit of technology. I don't know. I, I was, I'll, ways, I'll see if I can. There are ways uh, you can have you can have two circuits. You can have one circuit with um, that is set at two bars. Yeah. With an expansion valve that is set at two bar. Yeah, and then a diverter valve that diverts the flow into the, the normal circuit that goes a nine bar. Wow! Thanks. Uh, let's wrap it up there. If we next week we're going to talk about the machine that we haven't mentioned, which is just being launched uh, very soon, I believe. May have been launched. I don't think it has been launched, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a very interesting machine. I don't know the price of it yet. Um, we'll talk about that machine because that's also. Well, it's kind of similar in, in its market segment, but probably a bit more expensive. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. we're also going to, uh, maybe we should talk about some of the coffees we're drinking, because I'm drinking some amazing coffees at the moment, and I really want to, uh, to talk about those. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those last bits of news, interesting little factoid to end on, which is that, yeah, I mean, we know we've been talking about Brazil's uh, terrible harvest and, and all of the... Mm-hmm. Um, the farmers that have lost either 40% or maybe even 100% of their, of their crops. Did you know, I was doing, uh, there was some research came out that over the last three seasons that Brazil has increased their output of Robusta by 20%. Mm. And in fact, over the last decade, was it decade? Maybe it's 20 years. They've increased their Robusta by 300% production. And, um, and the uh, word on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you a secret, actually. Yeah, tell me. I was having, um, I've been having um, Darkwood's uh, um, Deer Heel, which which is a blend with Robusta. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing. It's really good. I've actually just ordered a kilo of it because I like <laughs> it so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, no, what I'm trying to say with this is, is that I think a lot of us are going to be drinking more Robusta. Mm-hmm going forward because um i think uh roasters are going to they're going to need to get a hold of coffee and and the rabbit prices are going up and robusta is becoming more available um i think expect to see more blends with robusta in them going forward so it's a little, yeah. little factoid to end on 
but is it a bad thing? No, it, it not it, necessarily. I, no, it can I, be I, good. Look, you know, I think what's going to happen is that certain Arabica coffees are going to become, we're going to have to appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Max, great catching up with you, my good friend, sir. Um, next week, you're going to put your kittens on the podcast with you, <laughs> your new kittens. How old are they? Oh, uh, two months. Just two months. Oh, so, so they're about this big. So, for, uh, for they now, are, they're like are they little boy kittens or little girl kittens? Boys. Two boys. Okay, two boys. All right, fantastic. So, um, uh, yeah, enjoy that, and we will talk to you next week.